This is Rod Sloan, and welcome to the April 2009 edition of Moving Voices, the official podcast of the Professional Speakers Association of the United Kingdom and Ireland. In this month's podcast, we have Vic Osteen, marketing guru, and Angie Egan from the Midlands chapter. So first up, here's Vic. Vic is the author of 60 Ways to Manage market and staff your speaking business. He's well known in the National Speakers Association as the marketing man behind Larry Wingett. I interviewed Vic on an international phone line and asked him about the current trends in the transatlantic speaking business. So I'm on the line today with Vic Osteen. For those of you who don't know Vic is, Vic is the marketing man behind uh, Larry Wingett. He's the author of 60 Ways to Manage, Market and Staff Your Speaking Business. And he's been described by Larry himself as, no one in the business knows more about how to take a speaker from busy and well-known to rich and famous better than Vic. He understands every aspect of the business plus has a real vision for being successful in the business. There simply is no one who understands the business of speaking better than Vic. Vic is the most important part of my business other than me. He is the man. So, Vic, first of all, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. So, what is it you actually do for, Larry, that gives you such a a glowing testimonial? Oh, well, I just do what I'm told, first of all. (laughs) That always works. But I've been with Larry for 14 years, coming up to this uh, next month, I believe that's right. So I uh, started off as just Tim and me, and uh, he kind of laid out a program that I implemented uh, 14 years ago. Uh, you know, basically, our method is get on the phone to talk to people every single day. A consistent vision and consistent message uh, that will drive people to Larry Winget. We've always tried to use the pull method by communication and by offering them things and uh by uh, giving them to Larry's belief system, that way they were pretty easily, they were sold before they even hired Larry. So it was always our method. So uh, pretty much that's what I've done with him for the last 14 years. Of course, okay. he's changed, his fees changed, and uh, lots of things have changed because change is good. All right. And, and how has that changed simply as he's got more successful? Surely now he's a big star on TV. Just, you still need to do the basic things you were doing five, ten years ago? Not not as much, you know, like I said, I would come in and give them phone every day for two hours. That was my our marketing method, and it worked great. And if people do that, uh, you'll be amazed. If, you know, if you'll be consistent in your marketing efforts and have the materials and the product and the message to back that up, then uh, it, it's just what you can do. But not so much uh, outbound calling anymore because, like you said, we've built up a, a brand and an image uh, where people are seeking us and seeking Larry out speak to their associations or organizations. Right. So uh, mainly I just feed a lot of calls, work with a lot of bureaus still, because we're in that fee range, of course. And then also a lot of corporations with his TV and uh, other media that he's on just on a weekly basis now. Uh, they'll call us and ask how much he is and if he's available and things like that. So a lot of that. Okay, okay. So I want you to imagine, maybe I'm a sort of beginner speaker, I'm a rookie, I come to you and I say, you know, what, what are the things I should be doing? What should I be doing to get my business kick-started, Vic? Okay, so uh, first of all, I think you need to understand that this is a business, right? And you need to have all the ingredients of a business to get yourself started. Be working on your biz speaking business. 
there's a difference in being in the speaking business and having a speaking business. So let's, you know, think about that for a while and uh, about developing a speaking business because there's a lot of things to go into that. If I was a new speaker right now, I, like I said, I would be on the phone. I'd be contacting as many people a day as you can to get out there and start getting some practice in your craft, all right? Every day be making, uh, you know, 10, 20, 30 contacts or a certain period of time and spend it on that and then work on your other things. Also, I would be developing products. The first time I met Larry Wingett going to an Oklahoma Speakers Association meeting, he drove us down to Oklahoma City, and on the way back he gave his speech and he said, you need some product. And then I was start out as a speaker. That's how I got hooked up with Larry. I went home that night and wrote uh, the 11 E's of Excellence for a postcard and a product I was going to develop. Took him back to Larry. He told me they looked like crap. Went back and fixed them. And that was kind of, that's your best marketing material. You've got to have something you can put in their hands as well as making personal contact. And there again, it is the speaking business. So I think you need to be speaking to people that can hire you every single day. Okay, okay, okay. Great advice. So, as opposed to a beginner, I'm now maybe more experienced speaker, but my business is, you know, a bit plateau, things are a bit quiet. Would you be giving me the same advice or any other suggestions you give to somebody who's a bit more mature in the business? Well, I think you still need to uh, you know, make contact with these people because there's just more people out there that are working at it, and you need to be in the mix every day, all right? So what an experienced speaker should do, besides uh, kick up his marketing efforts to the next to the level he was at maybe before we had kind of a downturn in the economy and uh, meetings were less and, you know, people are looking at this, you need to look at all of your materials and you need to, you know, if if it's out of date, if it's old, if it's not current, if it's not, you know, something you're working on right now, then uh, you need to restart, revitalize that and, you know, write a new book, start some new articles, some new postcards. You know, you try to create some shelf space with these, clients, all right, and pull them into your way of thinking. So new is good and old is not. Okay. Okay? You've got to have some new stuff working on, and that gives you a reason to contact these people, too. We always had a new book, a new one-pager, a new postcard, a new coffee cup, a new T-shirt, all right? That was a, that way we weren't just selling, trying to sell the person on Larry. We always said, let me send you something new, let me send you a new thing, you probably don't have that in your, in your file. So, uh, let me, you know, so it gives you a real good reason to contact these people other than please hire me. Okay. So if you're a mature speaker, then you should be some, creating something new that you can go out and talk to people about. That's right. That's okay. right. And now, there's a lot to talk about right now, and there's a lot of information. All right. So you got to be, you know, work on your current material as well as anything you've done in the past and maybe freshen it up as well. Okay. But, you know... There's no point in doing this, is there, Vic? Because, you know, the meeting numbers are down, people aren't hiring speakers. What do you see the mistakes people are making right now, you know, in 2009 uh, in the speaking business when it comes to, to marketing what they're doing? That they're saying the meeting industry is down and they're not hiring speakers. They're still hiring speakers. We get calls every day, emails, you know, uh, and Twitters and all kinds of stuff looking for speakers. So they're stepping up. You may have to give them a little bit more. You may have to stay a little bit longer. We'll you know, kind of negotiate to a degree. We'll do a keynote, and if he's there, if we can help him out with a, uh, you know, a book signing a little bit longer or do a little breakout or, you know, maybe negotiate with him for some books. But there's a lot of negotiating going on right now, and that's okay because that's uh, the way it is. But you've got to be really good when you show up and do everything you can to help serve that client, uh, even stuff that you didn't do in the past, you know, a little more customer service, a 
little more reaching out to that person, uh, listening to them a little bit more than we have needed to in the past. But if you're good and you have a good message and you're talking about things that are going to happen in the future that are good, then there's still a lot of work going on there and there's a lot of meetings that people are still having, and they still need to have meetings. So you might need to refocus on corporate to association maybe and things like that too. Okay. So the work's out there. you just, just got to go for it a, a bit That's more. That's right. You just All have right. to dig a little deeper probably. All right. Now, if um, we want to find out more about what you do and your resources, where, where should uh, our listeners go to today, uh, Vic? What, what website they should they go to? My website, uh, com, and uh, do that. Or you can email me at victor, V-I-C-T-O-R, Osteen, at AOL.com. And uh, find me there, or I'm on Facebook, of course, under Rick Osteen. I've got a speaker group called Keep It Hot, because that's what I think you should do with your marketing system is keep it hot, and uh, find me that way. Okay, so you can check out Vic's website. He's got a blog on there as well that I've seen that's that's very good, and he's got some excellent stuff on, on Facebook. Vic, thank you very much for your time today. All right, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Vic. Now, back to the U.K., it was my pleasure recently to interview Angie Egan. Angie is a dynamic speaker. She's also the president of the Midlands chapter. So, over to Angie. So, I'm here with Angie Egan. Angie, what do you do for your clients? I help them to romance their customers. Really? And how do you do that? Um, it's all about listening and becoming obsessive about what blisses them out. What are they looking for? What do they need? What will make them happy? And what ultimately will get them to fall in love with our brand okay. and stay in love with our brand. Okay. And how do you deliver that to clients? What sort of vehicles do you use? Um, there's a number of ways. We do training workshops. We have a coaching program. Um, but I also write articles and books um, and get paid to show off on stage. So I speak at conferences, um, which I always think is an ideal job for a woman, being paid to talk and specifically about retail. Okay, great. Now you're also president of the Midlands chapter of the PSA, aren't you? Mm, yes, I am. So you must be exposed to a lot of PSA members. How do you think in this time, 2009, we can get more value from our PSA membership? What would you recommend members do? Um, it's really simple, and it's been my motto from day one, which is participate. Get involved. Don't stand on the sidelines. People will help you. It's probably one of the most generous associations I've ever belonged to. But you have to ask. If you ask, people will give you over and over and over again. But the other thing I would say as a caution to that is if you ask, really want to listen. Um, often people ask the question thinking that someone's going to give them a whole heap of praise and tell them how gorgeous and wonderful they are. And actually what you'll get within the PSA is very constructive but extremely direct feedback. Some of which is quite difficult to take sometimes. Um, what I found is if you can put your ego aside and you can listen and take that on board and filter it for what's useful for you, you will develop and accelerate your business far faster than anything you could ever do on your own because speaking is kind of a lonely world sometimes. Um, but it is one of the most generous associations I've ever worked with in terms of time and knowledge. Okay, so I can understand the asking point of view, asking uh, people you see there. How could people participate more? What could they do there, do you feel, currently not doing? 
attend the chapter meetings and not just your local area go to other chapter meetings come to things like the mini convention I think it's the surest sign of insanity of anyone within the PSA who doesn't come to the convention whether it's the mini or the main convention but go along because there's just so much and I, my whole philosophy when I joined as an associate at that time um, was to get as quickly as I could to membership so I stalked people uh, in a very nice way but I just was all over and, yeah. and rung the PSA by its neck and that gave me my maximum return on my membership on my value mm. um, but you have to get off your backside you have to get involved and I would say if you can get onto the committee and find out how you can contribute and add value to your chapter then do it don't hesitate okay so you're talking about turning up contributing and, and asking uh, that, that's great um, how can we find more about what you do Angie do you have a website where, where would that be yeah, you can go on to www.purevisionuk.com or have a look at romancingthecustomer.com romancingthecustomer.com Angie Egan thank you very much thank you Rod thanks Angie well that's it for this month a quick reminder if there is anybody you would like to hear interviewed on Moving Voices please drop me a line. My email address is rod at rodsloane.co.uk. I would be delighted to interview them. Even better, of course, why not interview them yourself? Moving Voices is a great tool that grants you access to some of the best speakers on the planet. That's it for this month. Look forward to speaking to you next month. Happy speaking!